this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. I'm continuing to read the insights I found while seeking to understand what the scriptures say the true church of God should look like. All this information comes from my free ebook titled The True Church of God, and it can be downloaded freely at the freegiftfromgod.com website. So let me continue reading, and I hope you find something of value in the insights that the Lord has given to me. To understand tithing, we need to look back at the origins of the laws of tithing to see what was tithe, who it was given to, why it existed, when it was given, and how much was to be given. The origins of the tithe go back to the time when the Israelites went into the lands promised to Abraham by God, and how that land was to be divided between the twelve tribes of Israel. One of the clear principles established in the law by the Lord is that no person really owns the land. The land remains the possession of the Lord and the Israelites were essentially tenants in the land. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity for the land is mine, for you are strangers and sojourners with me. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 23. When the Israelites came into the land, it was divided amongst all the people and that became their inheritance from the Lord as promised to Abraham. If someone sold their land because they fell into hardship, another member of the family had the first right of purchase. But if there was no one who could do so, the land could be sold outside of the family or the tribe. However, if the original seller later became prosperous, they could redeem the land because it was their inheritance. And there were laws to determine how much needed to be paid to redeem the land. However, if they could not redeem the land, Every 50 years, a year of jubilee was proclaimed in which all of the land reverted back to the original tribe and family owners. It says this, And you shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, when each of you shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his family. Leviticus 25 verse 10. So regardless of what went on, the inheritance would always revert back to the original tribe and family. The inheritance was never lost to them because it was given to them in perpetuity. The one exception was the tribe of Levi, from whom the priests of the temple were taken. The tribe of Levi provided all of the priests and did all of the temple service on behalf of the people. No one apart from a Levite could be a priest, and no one but a Levite could do the temple service. God selected the Levites as his portion to do the work of the temple and to serve him in the temple worship services. However, when the land was divided up, the Levites did not receive a portion because the Lord was to be their portion and the service to the temple was to be their work on behalf of the rest of the nation of Israel. But if they had no land, they would not be able to survive because they had nowhere to grow crops or to raise herds. So to overcome that problem, the Lord established the laws of tithing. God gave the tribe of Levi the tithes from the rest of the tribes of Israel as a perpetual due. It was written into the law that all of the tithes belonged to the Levites, and no other tribe or member of any other tribe had the right to any of the tithes. The law was written such that the tithe was not a gift, it was a due that the Levites had the right to take from the rest of the tribes and no one but a descendant from the tribe of Levi could take a tithe. The purpose of the tithe was to provide an inheritance to the Levites who had no portion of the land and it was theirs in perpetuity. That is, tithes belong to Levi forever and no one else has the right to take tithes. 
Scripture says this, To the Levites I have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance in return for their service which they serve, their service in the tent of meeting, and henceforth the people of Israel shall not come near the tent of meeting lest they bear sin and die. But the Levites shall do the surface of the tent of meeting, and they shall bear their iniquity. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations, and among the people of Israel they shall have no inheritance, for the tithe of the people of Israel, which they present as an offering to the Lord, I have given to the Levites for an inheritance. Therefore I have said of them that they shall have no inheritance among the people of Israel. Numbers chapter 18, verses 21 to 24. After the Levites received the tithe, they were then to take a tithe of the tithe to offer in the temple. And the Lord said that he would accept this tithe as if the Levites had produced the grain or bred the herds themselves. It says this, Moreover, you shall say to the Levites, When you take from the people of Israel the tithe which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall present an offering from it to the Lord, a tithe of the tithe. And your offering shall be reckoned to you as though it were the grain of the threshing floor and as the fullness of the winepress. Numbers chapter 18, verses 26 and 27. In these laws of tithing, we see that all the tribes of Israel were required under the law to give a tithe or 10% to the Levites, which was their inheritance and payment for their service to the temple. In fact, the Levites were permitted to take the tithe from the other tribes under the law of the tithe. After receiving the tithe, the Levites were to take a tithe of the tithes they received, i.e. 10% of the 10% or 1% of the original tithe, which they then offered as an offering to the Lord in the temple. The other thing we note about these tithes is what they tithed. The tithe that was given was always the agricultural produce of the lands that the Lord gave to the people of Israel as an inheritance. If we look into the laws of the tithe further, we see this expressed quite clearly, as you can see in these following verses that I'll quote. First, you shall tithe all the yield of your seed which comes forth from the field year by year, and before the Lord your God in the place which he will choose to make his name dwell there, you shall eat the tithe of your grain, of your wine and of your oil, and the firstlings of your herd and flock, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verses 22 and 23. Also it says this, And all the tithe of herds and flocks, every tenth animal of all that pass under the herdsman's staff, shall be holy to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 27 verse 32. We also see these words. As soon as the command was spread abroad, the people of Israel gave in abundance the first fruits of grain, wine, oil, honey, and of all the produce of the field, and they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. And the people of Israel and Judah who lived in the cities of Judah also brought in the tithe of cattle and sheep, and the dedicated things which had been consecrated to the Lord their God, and laid them in heaps. Second Chronicles chapter 31 verses 5 and 6. These scriptures show that when the tithes were given, they were always tithes of agricultural produce, whether it was grains or wine or cattle, sheep and so on. The reason why these were agricultural produce is because the tithe was a way of giving back to God a portion of what he gave to the people. 
Never at any point in time or in the scriptures was a tithe of money to be given under the laws of tithing. This is because money was and is not a thing of God. God created all of the herds and flocks and produce of the fields, and he gave the increase in these things. But God did not create money, as Jesus clearly showed in this verse. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the money for the tax. And they brought him a coin. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? And they said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Matthew chapter 22, verses 17 to 21. In this scripture, Jesus shows that money, which bears the image of the ruling government, is a thing created by man. Money was essentially created by man as a medium of exchange to simplify the transfer of goods and services. Money was not created by God, and he does not care about money in the slightest. But also in these words, Jesus said that we should not only render to the government the taxes that are due, we should also give to God the things that are rightfully his, render to God the things that are God's. In the case of tithing under the law, that meant those under the law had to pay the right things to God, that is, the things of God. This is why all of the tithes were items of agricultural produce, because only God could give the increase in herds, flocks, grain and produce. Man can plant and water, but only God can give the growth. So summarising all of this information, we find these crucial and critical aspects concerning tithing. Firstly, the tithe was given to the Levites as a perpetual due. It is theirs forever, and only Levites have the right to receive the tithe. Second, the tithe was always to be paid as agricultural products. It was never paid as money because money is not of God. Third, the tithe in the case of grain was paid from the yield of the seed, that is, the increase. And fourth, when the tithe was paid, a tithe of the tithe, or 1% of the original tithe, was to be given to the temple as an offering. The rest of the tithe belonged to the people of the tribe of Levi. Now, let's have a look at and compare the practice of tithing in the modern church to see how it aligns with these laws of tithing. Firstly, do the ministers of the church come from the tribe or of the priests, that is, of the tribe of Levi? No, they do not. Tithes were given only to Levi as a perpetual due. It is theirs forever. Unless a minister can prove that they are descended from the tribe of Levi, they are not entitled to take the tithe, and in fact are in breach of a commandment of God if they do. In effect, they are stealing the right of Levi given to Levi by God. Second, is the form of the tithe taken today an agricultural product? No, it is not. Today, they take tithes of money not agricultural products, and yet we saw that the tithe was meant to be returning a portion to God of what he gives, but money is not of God. Thirdly, do the modern churches tithe only from the yield or the increase? No, they do not. By this, we see that when tithes were given under the law, the people did not tithe their stored grain from previous years, which they kept to feed their families and to plant for the next year, that is, they did not tithe their capital, but only their increase or the yield. 
But today the churches who tithe expect 10% of both capital and yield, so they are not following this principle established in the law. In fact, many of the churches that tithe expect their congregation to tithe 10% of their pre-tax income. Fourth, is the amount taken by the church ministers correct? That is, do they only take a tithe of the tithe, or 1% goes to the church? No, they do not. They take a full 10% into the church, which is 10 times more than was allocated to the temple. The rest of the tithes, you will recall, belong to the Levites, not to the temple, or in the modern scenario, not to the church. So in summary, we find that the modern church is not following the law of tithing at all. They've missed in every point and have instead built up a financial empire built by twisting scripture and lying to gain financial advantage over the congregation of the churches. Tithing the way the modern church carries it out through twisting the scriptures leads the people of the church into condemnation and hardship. It promotes difficulty for those who cannot afford the false tithe and makes life hard for the poor in the church. And aside from these things, there are deeper issues caused by tithing that can have the effect of binding the people under the law and taking them away from the truth of the new covenant, separating them from Christ. Before we close this topic, let us not forget that scripture in Malachi that these tithing preachers use to great effect to keep their congregations under the bondage to tithing. It says this, Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, How are we robbing thee? In your tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Who is really robbing God? Isn't it the preachers who falsely twist scriptures to push a false doctrine of tithing onto a church where no such requirement exists? They rob Levi's portion, taking ten times the amount that they should, and taking in a financial form rather than the agricultural increase given by God. So again I ask, who are the real robbers and thieves in the modern church? It is not the congregation, but the ministers who preach lies to gain an advantage. Think about this for a moment. Why did Jesus come to the earth? We know from the basic tenets of Christianity, one of the key reasons for Jesus dying was to set us free from sin, and more significantly in the context of tithing, to set us free from the law, which includes the law of tithing. Jesus set the church free from all of the law, including the law of tithing. In Christ, we are no longer bound under the law of tithing. Tithing is not part of the new covenant, so it should not form any part or have any place in the practices of the Christian church. The church should not tithe. Even more important, the church should not be bound under the twisted and false teachings of tithing being taught by some preachers in the modern church. With respect to church financing, there is no place for tithing. It is not to be a part of the practice of the church. And there are more even sinister aspects to the modern practice of tithing in the church today. However, a deeper discussion of those matters falls outside the scope of this particular series. I have, though, written a detailed account of tithing and all of its pitfalls for the modern church in another book that I've titled Should Christians Tithe, which can be downloaded for free in the resources section on my website, freegiftfromgod.com forward slash my dash ebooks. So if you want to learn more about the truth about tithing and whether Christians should tithe or not, and I'm pretty sure you'll gather from what I've said already that they shouldn't, go to my website, freegiftfromgod.com, 
Have a look in the ebook section, the free ebook section, and scroll down through those, and you'll find the free ebook on Should Christians Tithe? And that will explain all that I've covered here in a lot more detail, plus even more sinister things. So that's all I have for this week. I hope you found it interesting, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I continue looking at these aspects of the true Church of God. All of the information I'm covering here is contained in a free ebook titled The True Church of God that can be downloaded from the freegiftfromgod.com website. So until next week, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and hoping you have a blessed week ahead. God bless you.